good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in to IGLM Transition Talk. And today we have a special guest here with me and Ms. Pam. We have Mary Thorsby, who is the Executive Director of Abode. And um, Abode is a, a 501c3 nonprofit. And so I'm super, super excited to have Mary here to share with us today. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning. I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you this morning. I was exceptionally excited because of what you do. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> so, Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. I have had a long career in corporate communications, of all things. I'm, I'm a writer. Uh, I did a lot of project management in my career, a lot of PR and marketing and all of the and events, events. And so all of that came together when the opportunity to run a boat came, uh, came up. And I use all of those skills in what I do day to day, plus a thousand million more skills that I've had to learn. And, oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I've gotten to be um, so excited because I have gotten to come and see you there at a boat and take a tour and um, get to see this lovely home um, that is there that is to there to help others at this this time. Will you tell us a little bit about um, how did a boat come to be? Yes, yes. Uh, so this is a boat. This is a water watercolor painting of it. And as you can see, it's it's a beautiful residential home. It's here in San Antonio at 8619 Post Oak Lane, uh, very close to uh, the old Los Patios and uh, actually right across the street from the inn at Los Patios, which is an assisted uh, living uh, community. The idea for abode came about uh, from Patsy and Edwin Sasek. They are our founders and a very lovely couple. They're also artists. And they had worked in hospice for many, many years. And they had just seen too many people dying in less than ideal conditions with no one to care for them properly. When you're dying and you're on hospice, a lot of people think that that's 24 seven care and it, it's not that's a misconception your hospice team will come care for you wherever you are a couple of times a week for an hour um, not at all it's not at all full-time care so if you're living in a in a home that's not conducive to proper care for you or if you live alone uh, or if your loved one is simply not able to care for you it's a big problem. So the Sussex decided, let's create a beautiful place where people can come and they can be cared for around the clock. Uh, the hospice can come care for them at abode and they wanted to do it at no charge. So we run completely on donations and grants and we don't charge our, our guests for any of these services. Um, and we work with all, all hospice agencies. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we talk about as doulas and in, in, in that care process too, because um, a lot of people do get confused about um, because they're told, oh, hospice is 24 seven. And then they get home and they're like, 
And I thought it was 24 seven and they're like, no, 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 24 seven by the phone. Right. You know, so it's a little bit of a, a confusing thing that sometimes happens. And I even found it happening as well when we have clients that would come home on crisis care. They think that, oh, crisis care is going to be here. This is this starts at 24 hours and it doesn't necessarily, you know, I got many clients that were, you know, sad because we were having to step out when that when they became stable. So um, yeah. that is definitely, definitely, you know, um, happens throughout. And, you know, and I have actually been really blessed because I found um, I went into the website and I actually found this one of the patients that I took care of oh. right before she came to abode. And um, she was a firecracker and um, she was an artist and she was amazing. And um, really, because I got to spend so much time with her, um, you know, just going back and being able to review the stories that you share, you know, with the, the, the family that y'all have coming in. And, and so it's just really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, ha- what is the process for someone to come and stay with you? The process is um, you have to be on hospice care. You have to be under hospice care to come to abode. So your hospice agency will determine, yes, um, this patient has three months or less mm-hmm. expected longevity. So that's our, our guideline, three months or less. And they, they can't stay at home any longer. They need somebody to stay with them around the clock. So they will refer the, the, their patient to us by sending an email and they, they attach the clinical report so that we can read through and get a sense uh, of what the patient is dying of and why they think that it's just three months or less. And then if we have an open room, we certainly will welcome that guest to us. Um, or if we're all full, which is usually the case, we put the patient on our waiting list. And as soon as somebody dies, then we go to the list and we we connect with everyone on the list and see who is still in need of assistance. And we take the the we try to go chronologically and also based on need um, mm-hmm. to, to take the next the next patient. And we call uh, the patients we call them our guests. So when they come to abode, then the hospice agency continues their care, but they come to a bow to deliver the care. And then we do everything else. Yeah. Pam, you're muted. I'm sorry. I said, how many rooms do you have? We have three bedrooms at the moment. Um, And that was intentional when the house was built uh, if we if we care for more than three people, we have to be regulated. So the Sussex wanted to make sure that this model would work. We're, we are the only home of our kind here in San Antonio and one of just two in the whole state. So they wanted to make sure that this would work. They proved that it did. And if we want to add more rooms, we would need to become a special uh, special care facility. So we're, we're looking into that to see if that's a possibility for us. Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, you know, and Pam, I, you know, I know I called, I think right after I went to, to a boat and I was so excited because it is so beautiful to go. And what I really, really loved was the fact that y'all have the openings from the room so that if they cannot get up out of bed, they can be pushed in the bed out to this gorgeous garden. Yes. And I was just so, that just blew me away because 
what an honor to be able to even be bedbound to be able to go and take that step outside to see to get that fresh air to just have some time to reflect. I mean, because just just necessarily because they're in a bed and they're they're you know they can't get up doesn't mean that they still may not be talking and still fully alert and knowing what's going on. So I think that is super 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 beautiful. Will you tell us a little bit about um, some of the events that y'all hold at um, Abode? Yes, uh, we have lots of events. So every day, it seems like there's something going on. Every Monday evening, there's a meditation. Uh, it's held on Zoom. And then every Thursday morning, there's a meditation in our uh, this front room right here, which we call our quiet room or prayer room. Uh, we have the word contemplative in our name, Abode Contemplative Care for the Dying. And meditation is one of the contemplative practices that we all um, carry out in our in our day to day uh, life, and and also in the way that we care for our guests. We're very intentional and focused, and not rushed when we care for guests. And that's been one of my biggest challenges as a recovering Type A, get it done, mark it off your to do list kind of gal. Uh, I've really learned and I'm so happy that I have to curtail that uh, practice and be more contemplative. So we have meditation on Fridays. We have bedside yoga. Um, uh, after our Thursday meditation, we have a lunch around our dining room table for anyone who'd like to join us. So that's guests and volunteers and staff. Um, let's see, we have a book club coming up. Actually, let me grab my that calendar just a second. let's see oh, we have death cafe we're now hosting death cafe which is an international program first all over the world and death cafe meets uh, the second saturday of every month from 2 30 nope from 2 to 3 30 at abode and that's open to everyone so 2 to 3 30 second saturday of the month uh, we are starting a grief support group uh, every Wednesday from July 20th until September 7th. So it's eight Wednesdays in a row, which is going to be led by Darwin Hartson. And he works for Porter Loring. He's just lovely. So if anyone in your world or you are, are grieving and you would like a support group, I would highly recommend you to join, join in on that. Is that uh, going to be a Zoom? No, that will be a person at a boat. Yeah. yeah, and that's going to be um, 11.30 until 1. We have a book club, a book uh, book study group, and the book that we're choosing for this fall is The Lost Art of Dying, Re Reviving Wisdom. And the book club is by Zoom. That starts in September. Um, and then we have Abode Academy, which is a five- or six-week program focused on various death and dying topics. And we'll be doing that starting in October as well. So we just finalized those dates and we'll, we'll be putting them on our website. Uh, a great way to keep up with us is to follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we do a real nice job getting the word out that way too. So there's something for everyone at Abode and plenty of volunteer opportunities too. Awesome. Yes. And so, and so it's nice that you have, do have a little bit of flex where you do have some online where others can join in because even if you're not in San Antonio, 
um, Texas, you can still support Abode. You can still um, join in with those events, you know, some of those events that you may have online. The workshops, are they online as well? Yes, our Abode Academies, uh, we've done four sets of them. And if you go to abodehome.org and look under the uh, education button, you'll see all of them there. And you're right about Zoom. Our book club is actually international. We have a participant from Canada and one from Australia. <laughs> so anybody can participate in our book club and also our Abode Academy. Those are on Zoom. How awesome. That is awesome. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's part of our mission. Um, of course, caring for our guests is top of mind and it's our, our main mission. But educating our community on the fact that death is not something to be feared and that we all need to live as fully as we can until we die is also very important to us. Um, you know, you probably talk about this all the time, Anna, that, you know, there was a time in our, in our previous generation's lives where death was not such a taboo subject and people died at home and they came to visit and pay their respects at home. Uh, and when we took death out of the home and into the hospitals, we lost that that ability to be able to face it and plan for it uh, properly and talk about it. So we're we're trying to you know be the be a part of the movement to help people embrace that it's going to happen, and why not um, be ready for it and make sure it runs as smoothly and as beautifully as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have to say too, if you go to the website, there is a little video too that's shared, um, a little YouTube video there. Um, so if, you know, check it out. We did put it in our um, links here, um, so you can go and check out um, the website. Will you ex share a little bit about um, how would someone donate if they want? I certainly will share. How <laughs> someone can donate? My favorite subject. Uh, it truly is the only way we can keep our doors open is through individual donations of any size in our grants. Um, you can go to abodehome.org and there's a donate button right on the home page. And you can also send a check. And those are nice because, you know, fees are taken out of a check. So it, the address for that uh, P.O. box is on our home page, too. If you just scroll down toward the bottom, you'll see our P.O. box address. And cash, we always, yeah, you know, cash is king. <laughs> you can bring cash directly to a bone um, or send it by uh, RPO box. Wonderful. Yes. Because again, you know, Abode is a 501c3 um, nonprofit. And yep. so um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful to be able to, to share because there are, um, you know, families and, and, you know, especially we just had this conversation, Pam and I, about um, our gray tsunami. Mm -hmm. Gray tsunami? What do you mean by that? So, well, they keep calling it the gray tsunami or the, the baby boomers. And so we were talking about, you know, how many families now or, you know, individuals don't have someone to care for them. Right. Right. You know, some of the numbers that Pam pulled up were just astonishing of uh, the figures that the new figures that have been coming out. Of yes. 
No doubt about it. We are getting more of us are getting older. And uh, but, you know, it is interesting at abode. A cancer doesn't care how old you are. And we get people in their 30s, 40s, all the way up to 100 and some. Uh, so we, we see all sorts of ages. No doubt about it. The, the fact that there aren't more homes like abode, it, it, it's, it's a uh, I think we're in a crisis situation. And I would love to see homes like ours replicated throughout the city of San Antonio for sure, but everywhere, everywhere there's a neighborhood or a community of sorts or an affinity group. Why not create a home or, or renovate a home and designate that as your community's place where mm -hmm. people can go and be cared for? Mm -hmm. Totally. So another thing that we're big proponents of and in, in trying to help and inspire. And it is happening. Uh, there are other end of life homes like ours across the US. There's one other in Texas. And most of us belong to an organization called the Omega Home Network. So if you'll Google that, you can go to a map of the US and there are little pinpoints that show you which states have homes like ours and which are, are under construction or being uh, being uh, having fundraising campaigns to create so that's omegahomenetwork.org it's a wonderful wonderful organization oh wonderful yeah you know and that's just a beautiful and so this is something too you know doulas out there too to look in their communities or go to the omegahome.org because i am sure that this is a great opportunity we always encourage our students to um go in and you know, volunteer at, you know, hospice or different services to gain more experience before stepping out on their own and opening their practice. So this could be a great opportunity for doulas if they're looking for a volunteer opportunity to go in and check that out as well. Absolutely. All, all of our homes need volunteers to come and sit with guests at the bedside and just help us run the house. It's, it's a house like anybody else's house that needs to be cleaned and maintained and uh, food needs to be prepared and laundry needs to be washed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We do have a question in our comments here. Someone had asked, uh, Ms. Shelley, thank you for joining in with us. Do you have to have a medical background? No, you just have to have a big heart, uh, a call and, 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 and um, passion for what we do. Because everyone who comes to us comes with a hospice team the nurses come throughout the week to check on their patients, which we call guests, and the nurses write up the plan of care. So all the medications hospice provides and, and they tell us what time and how much to give each person. Um, you, you know, you have to be willing to change diapers and, and uh, help keep folks clean and dry. The hospice will send a CNA of times a week to do showers or bed baths so we don't do a lot of that but we do have to you know if somebody spills something you have to be able to change them and change the bedding um it, it's not a medical you know dying is not a medical event and as anyone who's cared for a loved one at home it's the very same thing so you just learn about the medications and how to properly move per each person from the bed to, you know, the bathroom or to the wheelchair. Uh, we turn folks, you know, every couple of hours, those who are bed bound, we make sure that they get turned regularly. 
So it, there's no medical um, degree or license required to do what we do. And we just work hand in hand with the hospice teams. How large a staff do you have? I imagine it's 24 hours a day too. Yeah. Yeah, there's always someone at abode. So the shifts are eight hours and then there's the 15 minute overlap. So it's eight hours and 15 minutes per person. And so that's three shifts a day. So we just make sure every shift is covered. We have uh, four full-time, we call, we call us end-of-life navigators. So there are four end-of-life navigators and we have some freelance, I call freelance, but they're also known in the industry as PRN. PRN. Uh, so I have a list of folks that I can call if we need a shift covered. And we're always looking to keep that list up to date. So if folks are interested in it. Um, so does family come and help? I mean, do you, yes. you have a patient, the patient comes in, the patient's going to be with you. Does family come and stay with them? Or how does this work for the families? Uh, the family members are welcome to stay over if they would like. Each room has a couch that folds out. So if your spouse or close friend or partner or what have you, uh, uh, child, doesn't matter. So if somebody feels strongly that they want to spend, especially the last couple of nights, if someone is actively dying, you know, sometimes we'll get a request for folks who will want to stay. Um, in general, folks don't stay in the night if if their loved one's going to be with us for a while because one of the main points of coming to a boat is to give the loved ones some much deserved rest so that when they come to visit their visits can be just so focused on the love and whatever needs to be said or felt versus care um, however when family or friends are there and willing to help us move the person or change the person we certainly welcome that or to cook a meal or what have you. It, it, they can be as involved as they would like, or they can just come and sit for a while and home and come back the next day. We have a woman who's actively dying now and her son spent last night with her. Mm -hmm. Well, you, um, I know we're getting close on time, but I wanted to ask, can you share, um, because I know everybody will probably see the light, uh, the little tree of life that y'all have. Can you tell us the story behind that? Ah, yes. In fact, we, we lit it yesterday for the for our guest who's um, actively dying. It's a real pretty uh, tree of life that's a, a statue and it has little lights on it. So as someone becomes, um, it starts their transition and it's clear that they've only a very short amount of time left. We never know for sure how long. Uh, we'll light it, or if they have family or friends, we'll invite them to come and light it. And we generally take a photo if, if they're open to that, and we post it on our social media and ask that our followers join us thinking and sending good karma and praying uh, for um, the guest and, and their family and friends. And we get such nice response from that. I know when I saw it, I was like, oh, I love it. You know, I love that there's so much love in there. And and so, and definitely when I visit, it was a lot of love in the home. And so. Um, well, you, you feel it as soon as you come through the doors. It's a feeling that unlike anywhere else you've been uh, in terms of a home that takes care of folks. When Abode was being built, uh, our founders and early supporters wrote prayers 
from different religions in different languages, and they tacked them to the inside beams as the house was being built. So that feeling of peace and love emanates literally through the walls. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Oh. It's, it's a beautiful home. In fact, so many family members say, you know, mom has never been in a house as pretty as this or dad was living in, you know, not great place and that he gets to come and, and be here. It's just a lovely gift. It is. It's beautiful. And I love the fact, you know, you have the cooking and, you know, like we're going to go and get home cooked food, you know? Um, so it's awesome. 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 So thank you so much. Mary, for sharing with us today and explaining how everything, you know, about the home and what, where we can go and donate. Cause I definitely love supporting abode. And, um, you know, like I said, regardless if you're in San Antonio, Texas or not, you can always support abode and send in donations, um, you know, and, and support abode through, through this ministry, through this work that we're all doing here, that we're all, everybody is trying to help make something better here. So um, Pam, real quick before we wrap up, is there anything that we need to touch on before to remind the community about? Well, they need to check on the book club because we have got um, the Out of the Storm book coming up. Mm -hmm. So they need to check the website for that. There'll be some more announcements about that. And I'll also this week be putting up um, at your bedside, Barbara Karn's book. I'll be putting that up and, and getting that broken out to when we're going to do that study. So the book club's going to be having a lot of posting coming. They just need to look in and see what's going on in the book club. Yes. Yeah, so if you missed our last book club, we were able to share with Barbara uh, Karns, the new book that she has by your side. And so we're super, super excited about it. And, um, you know, those are just one of the perks that we have in our book club too, that we can, we'd like to try to have all the, the authors come in and speak when we're reading a book. So we try to help and that way we can ask questions and things like that too. Um, we have our fall classes are lining up as well. Uh, the links are in, in the here and you'll are in our bio areas. And uh, we also have our summer summit coming up in the end of July. So stay tuned because July 1st, you'll, we'll start leaking out and seeing who's coming and getting excited for that as well. Um, but I think that's everything for this week. And thank you all for joining us. I, next week, I believe, is 4th of July. So we won't see them. We won't see you, Monday. You're going to take some stuff care for the 4th of July. So we won't see you for Transition Talk next week. We'll be the week after that after the 4th of July. Um, but thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mary, for spending some time with us this yes. morning and sharing with us. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope that all this information, this is wonderful information, can help others out there as well. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and you. If anybody wants to visit Abode, just send me an email, mary at abodehome.org. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then we will see everyone next the week after. Fourth of July, so have a happy Fourth of July. And anything else, Miss Pam? Nope, I think that's it. Everybody, be safe. All see right, everyone, be safe.